Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week three is in the books. We'll look ahead to week four of the National Football League. Hopefully your fantasy weekend was as good as what the Kansas City Chiefs had on Monday night in their epic showdown with the Baltimore Ravens that turned into anything but what a show Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs put on Mike in Baltimore on Monday to wrap up this week three. Magnificent from pillar to post, uh, just this was like the prelim bum trying to step in with the heavyweight champion of the world is what it looked like. And if you followed social media during the game, uh, we joked about it on air that they made the the Chiefs made the, the Ravens at times look as though they were the New York football Jets uh, with the ineptitude and the epic beatdown that you watched uh, rolling through it. It showed the gap. And I made the point of everybody trying to make the Mahomes-Jackson thing, Brady-Manning. Screw that. Jackson's got to win a damn game first. So <laughs> throw that out the books as much as we may like it. But it was just a clinic for the way the Chiefs offense ran and just absolutely neutralized Wink Martindale's defense. The scary thing, I think, is that there were teams that were entering Monday Night Football Sanks. I just need 22 points from Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They're playing the Chiefs. It's going to be a shootout. This thing is in the books. I'll I'll watch it because it'll be fun to watch him gather the points. But when you only have 97 yards passing and you wouldn't get close to that 22 points if that's what you needed, I, I, I know it's a crushing, crushing loss. Uh, for fantasy-wise, if you were in that scenario – I, there's no reason to turn away from Lamar Jackson, but this is one of those nights where 
that live in fantasy lore. Like, remember when you just needed Lamar Jackson to throw for 100 yards and not, like, <laughs> screw anything up? That's kind of what I felt tonight was because I don't think anybody thought Lamar Jackson and what this game was, was expected to be and what we thought it would be to have Lamar Jackson not be able to break the century mark in passing yards. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, great scheme by the Kansas City defense, and certainly uh, you got to give credit to the guys up front. They they harassed him, kept him on the move, and receiving was Brown and and Edwards really not giving you much of anything. J.K. No. Dobbins, your leader, four catches, thirty eight yards. Who would have thunk it uh, from a game script? Like they ran the ball effectively on the first possession and then abandoned it, essentially. Uh, and even Lamar Jackson on design runs, getting what he did, 9 for 83 on the night. They abandoned that. <laughs> so just curiosities uh, all around. And the script, you know, if you're an owner uh, and, and, and you've invested in the Baltimore rushing attack, only 11 first-half carries the last two weeks combined – and that's amongst all of those running backs, so a problem there. But to your point about Lamar Jackson, you thought by accident, especially once they got down as big as they did at halftime, that you'd at least get some garbage time points. Unfortunately, those didn't materialize. If only J.K. Dobbins would have had those hands of the Fiesta Bowl, <laughs> I'd maybe be a little bit happier uh, man. Let's Let's focus on the Chiefs just for a quick second. Just for the simple fact, Mike, do you now play Sammy Watkins and Nicole Hardman after what they did on Monday night? I mean, not that they were they were epic games, but when you think that Patrick Mahomes could do this on most weeks, is it worth playing those guys if you're in a, a desperate situation? Is it worth picking up those guys? How do you look at the, the ones outside of the Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and as Steve Levy said all night long, Clyde Edwards E Lair all night long. But anyway, about Hardman and uh, Watkins. <laughs> also called uh, Patrick Mahomes. Pat, his mom was not happy. Uh, when we look at the, it, this, they have to be rostered, right? They should not be on the waiver wire in any leagues. Just because, especially in this year, 2020, right? unprecedented chaotic things uh yeah find me the five dollars in the kangaroo court for saying unprecedented but we've seen so many injuries pop up that in kansas city we know the way the offense works and eric Bieniemy doing a fantastic job with andy reed and and bringing this to mike kafka uh the qb coach all of these things rolling forward is that this offense isn't going to get bogged down so if tyreek hill does have an issue where he's got to miss a game you know Sammy Watkins can step in. You yeah. watch Nicole Hardman. Now, I hang a star on it because Baltimore got overly aggressive very early. It's like, this is going to bite them in the ass because you're just going to throw the ball over the top. And that's exactly what they did. All right, bring an extra man and go into man coverage against these guys? Are you kidding me? What are you thinking? I mean, it was one-on-one -on -one coverage downfield is not going to work. But Nicole Hardman, it was good to see him get to six targets because he's a guy been waiting to see him deployed, the beer, run under it. I mean, that's it. Patrick Mahomes, give him a, an extra second and let him run under it. So I think they need to be rostered. I don't know that they're every week playable just yet, but soon enough we may get ourselves into that point. The game was a 34-20 contest, and I know people were hoping that maybe there would have been one more point in that game. 
it wasn't as close as the the score even indicated. I mean, the the Chiefs, you know, Harrison Butker had a had a tough night kicking, missing an extra point, missing a field goal at the end of the half. You had the fumble uh, that turned things over for Kansas City. Moving like, the ball, yeah, yeah, thirty four to twenty was actually probably the best case scenario that the Ravens could have done on Monday night. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, and, and it is a concerning thing when you face this team. Here's the here's the beauty of it. You're not facing this team again until the playoffs. Yeah. If you, it, when you get there, if you get there, whatever cons, lineup constitution you have. But you know there is a big gap between what the Ravens are and the Chiefs. But that's football analysis. Fantasy, we're just worried about whether you get me some points. And the undercashed tonight, Harrison Butker, you let me down. Uh, that margin of victory is always something you want to make sure you got in tiebreakers. So <laughs> losing those few points, I'm not happy with him. But – watching the Chiefs take care of the Ravens. Remember, Dan, everybody said they, quote, wanted it more. And as The Rock said, it doesn't matter what you want. (laughs) We'll take week three. We'll lock it up. We'll put it on the shelf, and we'll look ahead to week four in just a minute. But I do have to make a PSA public service announcement. And I think this is – there are commissioners throughout fantasy football, and – the commissioner role, Mike, has been lessened, I think, quite a bit because of the way that online online leagues run. Mm-hmm. Basically, the commissioner is there to invite everybody. They sign up, and that's all they have to do. Like, like the, the site takes care of everything. But in the leagues that don't have that sort of setup and are still running it old school, it is imperative, imperative that every person in that league knows the rules or has the rules because in my league for 22 or 23 years, there have been 20, it's our 23rd year. And there are four of us guys that have been in the league since day one. And, some of us, I, I was on the wrong page with those guys on what the what the rules were, and now we're in a whole. It's not a whole fiasco, but the point is, is it shows you on just on what you thought. No, I thought we could do this. No, we changed that in two thousand four. Oh, we did this in you know twenty sixteen. <laughs> like it's just if you're running a league, and if even if you haven't done it yet, you can still do it now. You're only in three weeks. Just make sure everyone in your league knows your rules, knows your special rules. So it doesn't come back and bite you because, you know what, I may have uh, learned the, the lesson the hard way just simply because me and some people are on a different page this week. You know so. what's funny, though, Dan? We, we, we do this all the time, and we did it in the preview show of make sure you know the rules of your league because it sounds dumb. Yeah. But things change over time. What's become a standard league is not what it was five to ten years yeah. ago, right? Quarterback, QB, or QB uh, passing touchdown adjustments or point per receptions or all of those things. And then you add the specialties, maybe some IDPs get into the mix, and it gets all crazy. I know you've got your, your sacred scrolls with the amendments written into there, uh, but it is a, seems oversimplified. But it, but it's true because there's going to be those miscommunications or the one guy that just refuses to acknowledge that life moves on and it's actually 2020 and things sure. have changed. Sure. The worst part about it is it's the people who follow the rules that are the ones that are usually getting 
screwed by him, whereas the guy who has no idea what's going on, like uh, ignorance is bliss sure. and that sort of thing, like that's what you get with fantasy football. And, and it's just it's so imperative. And I, I kind of want to hit some of those things in this podcast because it's stuff that we all go through. Now, not everybody's a commissioner, but if you aren't a commissioner and you're hearing this, you may realize some of the things that your commissioner is going through or you may want to reach out and say, hey, you know, let's get these rules out there so everybody knows or what is this clarification? Because it is much easier to deal with it between week three and four than weeks 13 and 14 when playoff spots are on the line. Well, because also remember, you're going to get into tiebreakers. You're going to get into trades. Mm-hmm. How does your league handle trades? That's something that gets fought about every year as to how big a role the commissioner should have versus a vote versus ah, we're all consenting adults, so anything goes, right? And if you have that person looking to abandon the league, uh, potential for chaos. So all of those things roll in, and uh, we'll cover them over the next few weeks and try to give you some therapy sessions. And if you have any questions, any issues, or thoughts that pop up, you can always tweet at us. You can get us on the podcast site on Twitter, at IWantYourFlex. You can get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. The executive producer of the show is Lee DeLapp. And if you want Lee's opinion, get him on Twitter, at Lee DeLapp. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Moving on to week four, and you mentioned possible trades. I don't know if any quarterbacks are going to be traded, but there are quarterbacks on the move, some moving from the field to the bench, and the others moving from the bench into the starting lineup. Let's start in your hometown, the Chicago Bears making the change official on Monday. Nick Foles is the starter in week four and beyond, according to Matt Nagy, as Mitchell Trubisky now is going to ride some pine. Yeah, psychologically, I'm still trying to process this because I went back and I watched the game a second time uh, on Monday morning, as I'm wont to do, go to the game pass and and start going going to town. And, you know, for Trubisky through the first two weeks, there were balls that were a little bit high or a little bit behind, but catchable. Right, one of those. All right, mm-hmm. I put it in your in your radius. Uh, make the catch. Didn't happen. Uh, the interception in the second half, unforgivable, was what they decided. 
and then they make the change. And uh, Allen Robinson breaking free. Sure, you had the jump ball that became uh, an interception. In it was the almost fail Mary part two. Yeah, but. so, you, you know, Mike, Mike Pereira, uh, Fox Sports rules analyst and, and our buddy uh, on the network, they're like, you could argue it either way. So shouldn't the play call as, you know, stay as called? So it should have been a touchdown, but it wasn't, INT. But then Robinson gets hit with, what, about a 12-yard route, shakes off the would-be tackler, and suddenly it's a 50-yard touchdown. It's the good and bad that comes with uh, quarterback points, as it were. But I think it opens up the offense. Mike Furry, uh, or Furry, or however we want to pronounce his last name, uh, former Lions receiver, has been the Bears uh, receiver's coach for the last couple of years, and he talked about how they're going to be able to open up the playbook a bit and more back shoulder things uh, with Foles' aptitude that maybe throws they wouldn't call uh, for Mitchell in the past. So I, I think there's an uptick here for the Bears' offense for sure. That that's the that's the issue, and I and I I agree with you. With fantasy purposes, it is better for the Bears. The question is obviously if Foles can stay healthy throughout mm. the season, and also now how will he do as the starter and not maybe necessarily as the savior, the guy in to save the day. But to the point about Trubisky, I thought it was a pretty quick hook, considering that this team was two and zero, that. He had won the job in the offseason and in camp and had earned that opportunity. And let's be honest, I'm not sure that Mitchell Trubisky wouldn't have brought the Bears back against the Falcons, considering what we've seen Mm -hmm. of the Falcons as of late. So the point where, like, Foles comes in and saves the day, yeah, you know, like, I just – I don't think – I don't think that Mitchell Trubisky got the true fair shot. Now, if it's if Nagy wanted him to be the starting quarterback from week one, but just was like, well, we got to at least see something from Trubisky, then that's his own deal to deal with. But I just thought for for where they were and what they were, it was not the time to do it. And if they felt that it was the time, then maybe they should have just done it leading into week one. Well, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I think Trubisky, I don't think he was as bad as it gets portrayed, but yeah. I think he's the guy that's become the poster boy for 2020. Beyond all the tired Dak Prescott narrative, uh, is Mitchell Trubisky has become the face of, here's your quarterback and all that's wrong. Look, Ryan Pace has to get fired over this, right? He made his bet, the bet didn't turn out so you you've got to move on i think in the front office and and flip that as well but when it comes down to trubisky i agree with you i I don't think he's not the only problem (laughs) if if you're going to do that if we're going to do the blame pie the defense has been grossly ineffective in large stretches i mean you watch what happened they the opening drive moved to field goal range and he hooks it 46 yards the Falcons come straight out and hit Calvin Ridley with a bomb down down the right sideline where he's running free. If he doesn't stumble a little bit, he walks into the end zone. Instead, you know, they end up finishing with the Hurst touchdown reception. So I, I don't think it was the uh, fair fight as it were, but this, this is the hand that Trubisky's dealt, handled it like a professional in all the post-game and certainly uh, in all his press conferences. Uh, curious to see where they go from here. 3-0, and uh, the most uneasy 3-0 and I think you've ever seen in, in the NFL. <laughs> 
you know, I'm going to make this point because there isn't a change. Doug Peterson, the Eagles, uh, telling a Philly radio station on Monday that pulling Carson Wentz or benching Carson Wentz would be a knee-jerk reaction. I think so many people think that, oh, Jalen Hurts, the second-round pick, would be the guy. But Nate Sudfeld probably would have been mm-hmm. the guy to come in and actually take over for Wentz. And the, so, so to me, when we talk about quarterback changes, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because – even though that there isn't a change, it's just it's not happening in Philadelphia. There are issues there with Carson Wentz, but realistically, it's not the way that it would play out if people, if people's uh, narrative thought it was going to be Jalen Hurts taking over. I don't think that's the case. I agree with you. Sudfeld been in the system, performed well in the past when given a, a little bit of a shot, and when, for all the hate upon Carson Wentz, and he's been anything but perfect. Yeah. Show me a wide receiver. Outside those tight ends, take Ertz and Goddard off the table. Show me a wide receiver that you trust for anything in that receiving core. Zero. <laughs> Miles Sanders yeah. running behind him and the two tight ends. You got a receiver core that you wouldn't put out at all. Yeah. Right? Most of those guys are fourth or fifth string in almost any other set, except maybe the Jets. But the <laughs> – sorry, <laughs> sideswipe the Jets when you can't. all right. But when, when it comes down to it, it's like – you haven't exactly equipped Carson Wentz with success. And that offensive line that was the, all right, they're back together, Johnson's back on the they haven't been very good either. So add that all up, and it's a recipe for failure. No matter how much we go to the continuity being a, being king here early in 2020, certainly not the case for Doug Peterson and his crew. And who would have thought that the – battle between Jeff Driscoll and Brett Rippon would basically be to bide our time to Blake Bortles. Because that's what we've Bortles. got in Denver. Yes. That's what we've got. That's not going to happen in week four. Vic Fangio saying it's uh, going to be Driscoll or Brett Rippon, but you won't see Bortles ready in time to face the Jets on Thursday. But another quarterback situation we're watching. Also keeping our eye what's happening in Washington. Ron Rivera mm-hmm. saying like, all right, at some point, you know, there's there's got to be a cutoff when it comes to Dwayne Haskins. Maybe Kyle Allen's time could be sooner rather than later in Washington. Well, we know Kyle Allen was brought over, performed well in Carolina, and as much as there's that sentimentality of wanting to see Alex Smith on the field, let's call it what it is, that's a salary cap and he's a coach in uniform, yeah. in my opinion, right? So that you would see – you would see – uh Kyle Allen as the the next up if the Washington offense doesn't wake up. As for the Broncos, Driscoll performed well in comeback mode against the Steelers in week two, but certainly not anything to write home about. He's a little banged up, as is everything in, in Denver land, right? There's not, there's not a lot of health going on there, so yeah. they're just limping ahead and hoping that Drew Locke comes back in a couple of weeks because there's been some reports that it might actually be a longer stay on the injured list for him. And I'll say this one other thing about Washington. I do think that Antonio Gibson's time, he only got nine carries against the Browns, but I do think as the season goes on, you're going to see more of him. Yep. Nine thirteen and nine in the uh, rushing attempts so far as you know, caught a few passes out of the backfield. But I do think once Washington kind of realizes, and I think they know that their season's over. But when you kind of get to a certain point, I think there's going to be more of the Antonio Gibson show, and I think it could even start as soon as next week against Baltimore. But, Let the kid play. Yeah. They at least gave him a goal line touch, so you got to feel good about that, right? That that long road begins with that first step. 
One of the big things, Mike, that that I saw, and I'm curious on what you are going to take away from week three as well, but the Buccaneers' dilemma is one that you've now got a backfield where Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and LaShawn McCoy are all there, and Ronald Jones maybe gets a little bit of the love against Denver as opposed to what happened in week two against Carolina. You have a wide receiving core where now, after the Rob Gronkowski talk, ends up uh, dominating a lot of the headlines heading into that game against Denver. Now Gronk also starts to see some targets. Mike Evans with the stat line that I two catches, two yards, and two mm-hmm. touchdowns. And this is, I think, is three touchdowns this season from a yard out. He had one in week one against right. the Saints. That maybe officially was two yards. But the point being is, for for as much as we love the Bucks in the offseason, right now, I don't know who I can trust maybe outside of Tom Brady. Godwin's now got a hamstring injury after mm-hmm. the concussion. Maybe you thought you could rely on him. Mike Evans' owners, you're saved by the touchdowns, but you were, you know, this close – to having a two-catch, one-yard performance with zero touchdown. You know, like, that's that's a fine, fine line. And right now the Buccaneers, for as great as Brady was against Denver, fantasy-wise, just not doing it for me right now. No, that that's the problem is being spread out. And if Gronkowski runs in, what does that mean? O.J. Howard, who was the big guy back in week one? Yeah. Disappearing act, right? Cameron Brait is an afterthought. And that split backfield, you would have thought more – uh, if you backed Leonard Fournette this week in your weekly or daily fantasy leagues, you came up bust. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's it uh, until we, we get some more games logged here and maybe you see some semblance con- consistency. Because the only thing we know from Mike Evans is he's going to dominate the red zone looks. And we know, <laughs> right? And he boxes out as well as anyone. Yeah. But eventually Gronkowski's going to be in the mix for some of those. Sure. Right? And he's going to start stealing away. So, yeah, I think Brady's your your one true, almost not quite matchup proof, but certainly under consideration. Yeah. The the thing, it's the expectations that we have for Godwin and Evans, I think, are the, like, I still, if I'm drafting them, I'm still playing them. It's just the point that now I don't know if Mike Evans is the top five receiver that you thought he was going to be or Chris Godwin was going to be, and you kind of have to have those expectations. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself up a wall playing them week in and week out. And and I, I said the, the thing with Brady, again, and not to sound like a broken record, but he looks for the weakness in the defense, and that's who he's going to throw to. So if it's on Godwin, if it's on Evans, if it's on Scotty Miller, if it's on Gronk, that's where he's going to attack, and he doesn't necessarily care on who you are and I think that's evident in Tampa Bay, who, by the way, I think is is going to be a really, really, really good football team by the end of this season. Well, we, we talked about the defense going back to the uh, season preview, Dan, that, that that was going to be a strength for them, especially those young linebackers uh, as we got going. And, and sure enough, by week three, now they're being talked about. Uh, nationwide and and I think you've got it on both sides of the ball which means you're not going to need to air it out necessarily as frequently as you go and with some questions in division certainly uh, you're going to have some opportunity there where Tampa the defense becomes a a weekly consideration for fantasy purposes but to your point yeah there's they're going to be a good team 
just from a fantasy perspective, going to be frustrating as hell. It's like the, all the running backs that we've watched under Brady all those years in New England, right? It's yeah. the same thing. It's been brought to Tampa, but now you add the wide receivers in too. And the difference is these guys are name-wide receivers as opposed to the banjo players outside of Edelman or Welker and Gronkowski that you had all those years. What did you take away from week three that stood out in your mind for what we saw over those 16 games? Well, I think, well, we now know where the separation is for sure. Uh, Anything that you were still holding out on that Texans are going to be a terrible team. Deshaun Watson is not an every week fantasy starter. We talked about that a little bit last week, but it's cemented. Uh, as you go forward, that it's going to be very hard to play anybody out of that lineup, including Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think as we we looked at the the rest of the squad, uh, Atlanta's offense, their defense is so bad, you're going to be able to put up points all over. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Russell Gage uh, gets healthy here in short order. Uh, I think Josh Allen is now matchup-proof. Yeah. Going up against the the Rams, this is one where it looked like maybe you could have been neutralized. Instead, he goes off and has just a ridiculous day. And what is it? Over the last fourteen games, now he's thirty three and three, right? Thirty three touchdowns, three interceptions. I think was the stat that I saw. So I'll take that away as we go forward. And uh, your Seahawks, I want to have any wide receivers because they are going to get fed. Because again. The defense is no good. Yeah, yeah. They trust me. Trust me. I I, I am aware. <laughs> I, well, I am but aware. it's just the yeah. I needed one more game, right? Yeah. Because you're always wondering if there's just something's going to click, right? Some tweak, and maybe week three is still too early to decide that there's there's a, a finite yeah. thing. But I no, think we it's can not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but I think we can go through most of these teams, right? Look at Dallas on the other side. Right, I mean, just yeah. absurdly uh, pedestrian uh, would be the uh, the kindest way I could talk about their defense. But yeah, we we've got more of the uh, fails. We'll we'll go through the week three fails, and I think uh, that'll give you a bigger picture of what I came away with. Uh, I will make one note, and I'm so mad at myself for not saying it last week. But I was going to say, if you do have Todd Gurley, just pick up Brian Hill as a handcuff. And then Hill ends up having his big run. So if I was going to say that, now it doesn't make as big of an impact as if I would have done it the week before. Even though Hill didn't show a lot in the first couple of weeks, uh, he showed out against the Bears, and you just never know about Gurley's knees. Well, he looks like he's running in mud much of the time. Yeah. Like that that versatility. Because he was dangerous out of the backfield as a receiver, too. That's gone. You're going to see yeah. more of Hill. I don't know how much Edo Smith you see, but you'll definitely see more of Hill going forward. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, let's get it. Boy, do, this is this is absolutely amazing, Mike. It's time for our look back at our yes, you guessed it. Even celebrities have fantasies. Two chicks at the same time, man. Who better to set your starting lineup than the stars themselves? Hey, what's going on? It's Nick Lachey. Hi, this is Daryl Hall. And this is John Oates. This is Snoop Deagle Double G. Hi, this is Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed Game. They rack them, we rank them. It's Celebrity Selections. It is Celebrity Selections time, Mike. At our Celebrity for Week 3, former Olympian, three-time world gymnastics gold medalist, Alicia Sacramoni Quinn, and her lineup for... Our Celebrity Selections Week 3 event featured Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Cowboys, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts against the Jets, and she took Zach Ertz of the Eagles against the Bengals in a game that went into overtime. And Alicia fell one-tenth of a point short of tying Josephine Scriver for the overall lead. Yes, Alicia racked up 65.4 points in week three. Josephine's week one score of 65.5 is still in the top spot. Russell Wilson gave Alicia 38.2. Jonathan Taylor 13.2 as he had 59 yards on the ground and a score and then one catch for three yards. And Zach Ertz Ertz had seven for 70. So if, if Zach Ertz would have just gotten two more yards, then Alicia would have been in first place. But instead, she sits in second. Jeff Cesario is in third with 60. 60.7, but oh so close in trying to take over the top spot in our celebrity selections. Literally a game of inches. Hey, man, had had that ball been run in instead of uh, batted out at the one? No, that would have changed the complexion <laughs> of the game and it would have been completely different. But it's fun to talk about in, the, in those respects. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you were thrilled when that happened uh, well, in, in real time. You know what? Here's, here's actually the, here's the, here's the sad part of it is Russell Wilson took a knee on the last play of the game to lose a yard. (laughs) So that actually cost Alicia a tie for the top spot. If if Dak would have just ran out the clock and then thrown it into the end zone, you wouldn't have had it. But basically, that's what cost Alicia. But still, I think that 65.4 is a very, very good number. Not the best we've seen. Josephine Scriver, the Victoria's Secret and SI swimsuit model, still in first place. But, uh, yeah, some really good celebrity selections. And here's a tease for week four, okay? Since we're talking about models, strike a pose, Okay, that's that's the hint for who our celebrity is going to be in week four. I'm intrigued. Yeah. All right, let's get to the predictions that we hit. And, of course, always we will include our 
Yes, an epic fail here, there, or somewhere. Quickly on the ones that I thought that I hit on, Mike, I'm going to just pat myself on the back, and I probably shouldn't, but I, I said play Kenny Galladay in his first game back. If you drafted him, you obviously wanted to play him. He did get in the end zone at a decent day for the Lions. I, I was worried about the Raiders. Derek Carr had a nice, like an okay day against the Patriots, but Darren Waller was completely shut down. Josh Jacobs didn't get into the end zone, and I thought that the Raiders were just not going to be able to uh, carry the momentum from their win against the Saints and, and carry it into Foxborough. So I'm going to take a, a win on that. And I did say you're obviously going to play Dalvin Cook, but I thought monster game for Dalvin Cook had the most amount of rushing yards in the NFL in week three by far, 181, got into the end zone even though the Vikings lost. So that monster day from Dalvin Cook finally came through. As for my epic fail... Yeah, epic fails. If I'm going to take Galladay, I'll take the hit on the Texans because I wasn't big on the Texans, but Randall Cobb and Will Fuller did get into the end zone, and Deshaun Watson did have two touchdown passes. But I I, I want to see them against an average team and see what comes out with the Texans. I'm still not fully on them. And you won the Joe Burrow battle. I said no on Joe Burrow. Granted, he did have an extra 10 minutes, but – 313 yards and a couple of scores for the Cincinnati rookie. So that was a big epic fail. Epic fail, yes, for me. On to your wins and fails of week three. All right. Where do I, I got a laundry list because this is a confessional. <laughs> let's right, let's make the, it a small load of laundry. All right. Let's, let's start with the negative. Uh, I had Phillip Rivers having a day against the Jets because, well, they're the Jets. Uh, he was the 25th quarterback of the week, tw- 217 yards and one score. Uh, I was bullish on Mitchell Trubisky. He didn't finish the game. Uh, 128. Not Rivers, by the way, because he they were they were yes. winning by so much percent. Right. So here's Jacoby Brissett. Absolutely. Yeah. But look, I don't get the team QB award for Nick Foles. Maybe, maybe you have that in your league setting somewhere. Uh, I, I don't for the purposes of the podcast. Uh, I, I was down on Tom Brady. I had him outside the top twelve for this week. Instead, two ninety-seven and three, giving you almost twenty-four fantasy points. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I had, I was very bullish on. Uh, he finished twenty third with his fifty nine and one, thirteen points. Uh, Kenyon Drake failed me. David Montgomery failed. You can you sense a, a point percent. Uh, and Calvin Ridley was big early, mm-hmm. but finished with five for one ten. That made him the twenty fifth highest scoring wide receiver wow. of the week. To show you how uh, stuff went off the board. What I got right. Jared Goff, ram it all day, ram it, and that'll come back again here in short order. But 321, uh, two touchdowns, the rushing touchdown as well. Uh, James Conner, uh, because, well, everybody said he was healthy and ready to go. 109 and one, gave you 40 yards uh, uh, in the air as well. Uh, Daryl Henderson, because they have their identity. They they will run the ball. Uh, everybody can. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I was down on him figuring – well, the Patriots are smart enough to realize they only have two guys to stop going back to your Waller and Jacobs comment before. And sure enough, he was 30th among uh, running backs. And then Stephon Diggs. He found the end zone multiple times. A couple of them were called back. Uh, but 49 yards and the score, that was good for 31st on the day. So being down on him a little bit, uh, even though his quarterback had himself a day. I joked on Twitter that I should have started Eric Fisher instead of Darren Waller. Uh, it's better to start. <laughs> that was a, a good tackle. catch, man. Yeah, they, 
hey, why not? Because that not wasn't a great throw by Mahomes. That might have been his worst throw of the night. <laughs> Those are our wins and our epic fails for week three. All right, let's take a look. Let's keep the W theme going with the uh, wins and now the waiver wire, certain injuries throughout the week. I know that Alan Lazard should have been picked up and should have been rostered in a league. But let's just say that he wasn't. Maybe there's a league where you had just guys taking Devontae Adams and MVS and Lazard was available. And now you have Justin Jefferson uh, possibly available. Again, I it, probably rostered maybe a late-round pick for someone. They had the two biggest day yardage-wise in week three. How do you look at those wide receivers as, as going waiver wire-wise? Who do you like better? What do we expect more from in, in those two? Yeah, I think when you look at Jefferson, look, that defense right now, there's no solution for Minnesota. And I'm not sure if Daniil Hunter's coming back. Uh, eligible, too, but the reports out of Minnesota were he, was, he wasn't coming back soon. And you lost Anthony Barr, like we talked about uh, in the Week 3 preview uh, episode, which means they're going to give up points, which means they're going to keep winging it. Jefferson now 12 catches out of uh, out of 15 targets, 245 and a touchdown uh, at Houston this next week. So there's an opportunity, right? Sure. Uh, and in, he's available in two-thirds of leagues. So definitely you're, you're looking that way. If with Lazard, it's a 50-50 ball because I think a lot of folks uh, went MVS and Lazard was the man every time, yeah. right? And the efficiency right now between he and Rodgers, 13 of 17. Uh, MVS has caught eight of his 17 targets. You've so, been high on Lazard from uh, from the get-go, so I will tip your cap there. Well, I'm going to credit executive producer Lee, the Packer fan. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think he wrote Lazard on his head uh, getting into the season. <laughs> All right. Lee, a tip of the cap to you then on the uh, the Lazard love. Let's get to the waiver wire because there were some injuries in the National Football League. Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Chris Carson. Uh, dirty play from Tristan Hill of the yeah. Cowboys, but a grade one knee sprain still could keep him out of the Dolphins game. I would assume that Carlos Hyde is going to be high on the waiver wire in week four. Available in 85% of leagues. Uh, at least from the Yahoo uh, League perspective. Look, Miami's been run over. Going back to Cam Newton and design runs in week one, uh, you're going to be able to make some hay here. So he leads the running back pack, Wilson, in San Francisco, even though he really didn't even fall forward. Uh, But he got 12 carries, just 15 yards. They got Philadelphia on tap. Miles Gaskin, you're not scoring any touchdowns because Jordan Howard's going to come in and screw you over uh, there. But you're looking at 75% of the snaps and a lot of touches, including five receptions out of the – averaging five receptions and 30 yards per game thus far in the season. So those are the three running backs that jump off the board because we know uh, the injuries are really hitting hard because in San Francisco, right, McKinnon's on the list with rib injury now uh, as well as the guys that are already out. Late night with the Eagles and Niners on Sunday night, but the Eagles likely without Dallas Goddard for a while, so another target of Carson Wentz going down. Well, one of the key uh, ones, as we've talked about earlier, the only trustworthy uh, options for Carson Wentz thus far. So you go to the wire. I mean, you're looking at Jimmy Graham, uh, virtually unowned despite Mm. uh, early presence. Uh, He's already got 18 targets 
in three games, Dan. 10 of 18, 103, three touchdowns. You saw it. Uh, he had a pair in the comeback win over the Falcons. Now he's going up against Indianapolis this next week. They're number one against tight ends uh, as of now. Only six catches on 14 targets for 32 yards. But Nick Foles comes in. I, th- I think they're gettable. The linebacking core, though, in Indianapolis, very strong. Uh, on the other side, you got Mo Ali Cox, who's been very efficient. Uh, alongside Phillip Rivers, 10 catches, 11 targets, 181 and 1. Uh, it'll be curious to see how quickly Jack Doyle gets reintegrated into the offense. But those are two options that stand out at the tight end position right now. You want to dig a little bit deeper, you can go into you know Drew Sample and those two players, uh, injury replacements. Uh, but I think these are your target leaders that are still out and available in most leagues. Yeah, Jack Doyle. Unfortunately, you know, there's there's great things of winning thirty six to seven, and then there's not so great things. But uh, he went, uh, yeah, goose egg, targetless in that uh, contest against the Jets. Speaking of the Jets, yeah, Thursday night football, the Broncos come to town. If if you thought Dolphins Jags was bad. Um, we've got Broncos Jets in week four. <laughs> uh, you give your analysis, and then I'll give you my rankings for Broncos Jets. How about right. that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jets are getting three. That's where we're at with this one. All right. Uh, I will try to be in the studio so I at least have three other uh, monitors that I can look at during this to maybe distract <laughs> myself. But, I mean, what do you got? You got Noah Fant. And his target count, because whoever's under center is going to be going, hot route, hot route, please take the ball. Uh, and then Melvin Gordon, because Philip Lindsay's not available, which means a lot of run game. The Jets, in theory, were supposed to be a good run defense. Uh, we know that is not the case. They are not good in any capacity. But that that's that's it for your fantasy purposes. Maybe K.J. Hamler, because he was working primarily second unit, so he got some work with one of these guys. So his target count was up. But, I mean, that's bar- bargain basement. I've run 37 daily fantasy leagues out, so I'm going to throw him in one. Otherwise, no. No, Dan. <laughs> Just no. And well, I celebrate all 256, damn it. But they're making this one hard. Well, I'm, I'm here to save you because here are my rankings. Okay, go I've ahead. Ranked, I've ranked shows I'd rather watch this Thursday night instead of Broncos and Jets. So, number one, <laughs> MLB playoffs. That's going to be your first option. So, at least you'll have postseason baseball. There will be no NBA finals that night. And the Stanley Cup final is now over with after the Lightning won Monday night against the Stars. Uh, option number two. Uh, Beat Bobby Flay on the Food Network will be on. So there'll be a bunch of episodes that you can watch starting at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Also, then on Bravo, a Real Housewives of New York just wrapped up their reunion. So then what they do is they back end it with Secrets Revealed. Now, you think it's actually better than the shows, but then if it was good <laughs> enough to be on the show, they would have actually had it in the show sure. and not made it a Secrets Revealed at the end where scenes that you didn't see. But you can still get your fix of what I feel is the best housewife uh genre episode of of all of them i am the biggest fan of new york also on diy network lucas uh condon and the insane pools off the deep end it's a season three episode so you may want to watch that one mike mama's family's on oh, logo 
God, yes. Yeah, so you can so at 5:30 Pacific, 8:30 Eastern, there's an episode of Mama's Family if you'd like so you can miss the first quarter of Thursday night football. And then uh, on Access TV, Tommy Shaw of Sticks is the guest and live from Daryl's house. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so 5 to 6 o'clock uh, our time here in Southern California, 8 to 9 on the East Coast. Those are the shows that you can watch instead of Broncos and Jets on Thursday night. I'm digging that. That is one hell of a list. <laughs> and and it's accurate because I even used the guide on the uh, the satellite TV. Well, but that's just it. It's broadcast television, too. Yeah. You don't have to even go into the subscriptions, Dan. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this baby up. Our three-point conversion, uh, the things that you need to know entering week four and entering this week. I've got three of them. Number one, buck off. Stay away from the Buccaneers right now. So just buck off. That's that's my – just wait to see how it plays out. I've got Ronald Jones on one of my teams. I'm waiting to maybe, – maybe Leonard Fournette gets dinged up. Who knows about Chris Godwin? Just right now, just, just hold off on the Bucks. Pick up Packers. I just liked how that sounded. That's Pick good. up Packers. Pick up Packers. Because they've got the Falcons coming to town on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, heck, who knows? Jamal Williams could get in the end zone twice. That's going to be a lot of points on a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. And the number three, do something else on Thursday. I gave you a list of great options, <laughs> six to be exact, to watch. You could even maybe go for a walk if people would like. But those are my three things you need to know before we meet again. Got to get your exercise. All right, number one, after last week's episode against the Rams, Josh Allen is now matchup proof. Look. Going to keep mewing it with his legs, but finding his wideouts. Number two, ram it all day, ram it all night. They have their identity. They're going to run the football behind a mean and lean offensive line. Sure, eventually it's going to be frustrating to decide which of those running backs you go with, uh, but Daryl Henderson is – see Daryl's house, Daryl Henderson. Hey. Uh, that – and this is a DAC blame-free zone. Okay, across radio and television, you're going to have people bloviating about Dak Prescott and his value relative to everybody who's ever thrown a football in the National Football League. Here, he's a star, and that's it. That's the three things you need to know from Mike Harmon heading into week four. Hope the waiver wire is kind to you. Hope your roster shapes up a little better, and if you're 0-3, don't worry, it's not over yet. And if you're 3-0, and a tip of the cap to you. A tip of the cap to Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, who does an amazing job with this. Thanks to Lee Mayak as well for helping out with our great guests and our celebrities that join the program. You can find Mike Harmon on Twitter, at Swollen Dome, here on weeknights on Fox Sports Radio on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can also hear Mike uh, leading into games on Sundays. Him and LeVar Arrington, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, getting you ready for the action in the NFL. Then you can hear me and George Reister, 5 o'clock Eastern time in Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Mike, let's do it again in a few days and get you all set for week four. How's it sound? And we'll recap whatever you watch that wasn't the Broncos and the Jets. Sounds like a plan. We'll talk to you then. Peace. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 